Jesus House in pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential, impacting lives. This message is being brought to you from Jesus House London. God bless you. Father Almighty God, tonight we ask in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We ask, O oh Lord, that tonight you really take control. Father, we ask for your guidance. We ask, O oh Lord, that your word changes us, but we ask that you teach us how to access the wonders in your word. Let us have fun tonight, Lord. Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen and amen. We really rely on the Holy Ghost tonight. We're committed we really have a lot to do and he will help us. And so, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm going to do tonight, what we're going to do this evening, ladies and gentlemen, is very simple. Our reading is going to be taken from Joshua chapter one. We're going to read Joshua chapter one, beginning to the end. And that will be our reading for the evening. Then what I will do is I will present to you some of the things that I discovered and hopefully I'll present about four or five. I found quite a lot. It's, it's a loaded chapter. I found quite a lot. But what I want to do tonight is I also want to show you that one chapter of scripture, when you sit down with the Holy Spirit, one of the benefits of meditation is that he will give you insight into things that are current or things that you're going through currently. And so all the things we're going to pull out tonight are going to point towards how we can be resilient, um, how we can be resilient in the situations we're going through, the changes we may face. And I'm sure all of us are facing a lot. And then some of the practical things we can do to get through it. But I'm going to, so what we're going to do is we're going to study one chapter, just one chapter, and we're going to draw all of that out. And then Hopefully, by the time I finish talking, you'll have a few things to say, and I'll answer a few questions. Um, and it will be a wonderful night. God will be kind to us. Um, I'm really excited for us to be here. We're really glad you're here. So let's dive in. I'm going to be reading um, the old King James. And the things that are um, unfamiliar... I will explain, or if there are words that are really, really out of, you know, unusual, I'll explain. But a lot of the things we're going to do tonight are word studies. And so I'm going to read from Joshua chapter one, reading from verse one, or actually, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, I'll read the modern King James. So if you're reading the new King James or whatever, that would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> from verse one, the Bible says the following. And it happened after the death of Moses, the servant of Jehovah. Jehovah spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, My servant Moses is dead. Now, therefore, go, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I gave you, to, which, which, I, which I give to them, the sons of Israel. Give to them to the sons of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given that to you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea 
Um, it is Joshua, the book of Joshua, chapter one. We're reading from one to the end. I'm currently at verse four. Okay, I'm currently at verse four. So that's Joshua one, reading from one to the end. I'm at verse four. And the Bible says this, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, I have given that to you, as I said to Moses. Verse four, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea toward the going down of the sea shall be your border. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. Be strong, verse six, be strong and of good courage for you shall divide for an inheritance to this people the land which I swore to their fathers to give it to them. Only be strong and very courageous so that you may be careful to do according to all the law which my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may act wisely wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day by day and by night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous and then you shall act wisely. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, neither be dismayed for Jehovah your God is with you in all places where you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, prepare food for yourselves, for within three days you are crossing over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which Jehovah your God is giving you to possess it. And Joshua spoke to the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half-tribe of Manasseh, saying, remember the word which Moses, the servant of Jehovah, commanded you, saying, Jehovah your God has given you rest and has given you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side, Jordan. But you shall go armed before your brothers, all the mighty men of valor, and help them. Until Jehovah has given your brothers rest, even as you and they also have possessed the land which Jehovah your God gives them. And you shall return to the land of your possession and enjoy it which Moses, Jehovah's servant, gave you on this side, Jordan, toward the sunrise. And they answered Joshua, saying, We will do all that you command us, and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we listen to Moses in all things, so will we listen to you. Only may Jehovah your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and will not listen to your words in all that you command, he shall be put to death. And then they make a very telling statement. Only be strong and of a good courage. Ladies and gentlemen, okay, so that's our reading for today. And so what I'm going to do, because we have quite a few things to go through, I'm going to jump right in. Um, in five minutes or four minutes now, um, just about five minutes, we'll do our declarations and then we'll keep going. But so let's start. Now, remember, this is 
a wonderful passage of scripture. So a lot of the things that I'm going to pull out of this passage, a lot of the things I'm going to pull out, I'm going to use the older King James and I'll explain why. The reason was I was I studied it for the last few days. Um, I studied it in the old King James. And what I did was a lot of word studies. And so that's what I do. So this is what today will do. Today will show you some of the things you can get when you spend a little bit more time with the Bible. That's the first thing. And then also when you sit down and just think about it and let the Bible talk, the Holy Spirit explain it to you. And so the first thing I want you to see, and now remember, the focus is resilience. Now, resilience is the ability to hold up under difficult circumstances and remain true to the things you believe, the things you say. It's the resilience you have. That's what we're talking about. And so let's begin. So what were the first few things I noticed from this particular study? So let me go to Joshua 1 verse 1. Um, if, you, if I'm going too fast, um, I, I will slow down and you can pop it in the chat that please goes. So let's go to verse 1. And the first thing I want you to notice in verse one, a couple of things. The Bible's verse one is actually quite interesting. The Bible says, now, now reading from the older King James, it says, now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke, spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, my servant is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go over this Jordan thou and all this people and unto the land. This is verses one and two, which I do give them even to the children of Israel. So the first thing I want you to notice is this from verse one and verse and the beginning of verse two. The change will come to you many times through a situation that is not of your making. And so what I want to, to, to realize is a lot of us are facing a lot of change. So when I sat down and looked at this and I realized, my goodness, nobody knew Moses was going to die. Even though God had prepared Joshua and, you know, he, Joshua was there throughout that journey of transition. Moses had laid, hand on him, laid hands on him. But that sudden moment thrust Joshua into a place of leadership and if you listen to the narrative, and this is something else I'm going to speak about. If you listen to the narrative, you realize God is actually really kind to him, but he's terrified. And the Bible says now after the death of Moses, and this is what I want you to realize. Change many times will be forced on you through situations not of your making. So nothing, it's got nothing to do with you. It's something happens and all of a sudden a change comes. When change comes, now this is what I want you to realize. You may not feel like you're ready. I mean, Joshua had been walking with Moses, but all of a sudden Moses is gone. It, you may not feel like you're ready, but God has planned this particular moment in time and that's where you begin to realize so that, that you are ready. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the first thing I want you to realize, notice, this is what I drew out of the Bible, was this. An incident happened and a process of change came. Ladies and gentlemen, you may be facing changes or incidents that have forced you to change, that have changed your way of life, your life patterns that seem sudden. 
they are not sudden for the Lord. Okay, let's do our declaration. Oh Lord, we are your people called by your name. We humble ourselves, we pray and we seek your face. We turn from our wicked ways. Hear from heaven, Lord. Forgive our sins and heal our land. In Jesus' name we pray. We declare that our land is healed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And everybody said, Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, so we'll keep going. So the first thing you must realize is change will be forced upon you, even if it is. Let's keep this, let's keep this in mind. It may have taken you by surprise, but it hasn't taken God by surprise. So that was the first thing I want you to realize. And God said, this is what I want you to do, but I have a plan. And that means concerning you, God has a plan. So we see that in Genesis, um, Joshua 1, um, verses 1 and 2. And so Joshua 1, verse 2, I want you to notice something else. So this is the second thing I, I pulled out. I'm going to go through as many as I can so that um, in the next 20 or 30 minutes or so, and then we'll have time for questions. This is what I pulled up. I, act, I literally went through it verse by verse. So now in verse two, verse two, I want you to notice um, the Lord says to Joshua, he says, Moses, my servant is dead. And he said, therefore now arise. Let's clarify that. Let me explain that. What that means is you're going to have to face facts head on. And this is something I want you to keep in mind. This is, remember, we're talking about resilience. So the first thing is nothing takes God by surprise, even if it, even if it takes you. The second thing I want you to realize is God has a plan. And so God says to Joshua, arise. That means an opportunity now exists for you to put all your training into practice all your preparations. Now, and believe me, you may find yourself in a situation where let's say you lose paid employment and you now have to bring all the ideas, dreams and aspirations that God has put within you. You now have to craft into a company and it's like, God, but I'm not ready. God is. God is. So while you're in between the process, so the next thing you must realize is an opportunity now exists for you to arise and step into the dreams and aspirations that you have. And that's something you've got to, that I want you to realize. Face the facts head on. Notice how God started. He said, listen, Moses, my servant is dead. So let's come to a conclusion. That's how he was speaking that, listen, it's not going to change. Moses is dead. So now let's do what we have prepared to do. And so this is also something I want you to remember. The Bible says this, and I'm now, I'm now reading from the King James Version of the Bible, and I am in verse 2. And he says, now, therefore, arise. Let me explain that. In, 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 um, hopefully, this, this ministers to somebody. There is a window of response where you have to move from yesterday into today. There's a time. So he said, listen, now you have to arise because that I can't have a vacuum. 
and I've trained you. And so this is, this is the same thing that Jesus does. He says, listen, I'm going. You may feel like it's too soon, but I've left somebody to help you. That's the Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, reading from verse 26. The Bible says that Jesus said that he left a helper. Now, what I want you to realize is this. There is always a season of response where a window of opportunity has been opened. And let me say this to, to everybody, and it's been a tough season for all of us. I don't think anybody has been exempt. But in the middle of this challenge, there is opportunity, no matter how difficult the situations may be ahead of you. And I want you to keep in mind that God has prepared you. It doesn't take God by surprise. So there's a window of opportunity and it won't stay open forever. How do you get through it? Notice what he said, the second part of verse two. He then repeats to Joshua the following. He said, therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give them, even the children of Israel. Meaning the destination has remained the same. So third thing I want you to remember, getting through a difficult time, you've got to keep your eyes on the picture that God has shown you. And this is where I'm now going to, so I'm going to, this is where, where, where I'm now going to use a cross-reference. So remember, how does God keep Joshua straight? He says, we are going to the same place. Nothing's changed. We are still going, you're taking these people to where they're meant to go. Now, I'll talk about that in a minute, but this is how you get through difficult times, ladies and gentlemen. The picture that God has given you, however he has given you dreams, hopes, aspirations, things you've written down, things he's laid on your heart, they have not changed. So how do you get through it? You stay focused on the goal. Turning your Bibles, please. So I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn away now. And I want you to turn with me to the book of Proverbs. And I'm going to Go to Proverbs 29, and I'm going to go to verse 18. And the Bible says the following, now now reading from the Amplified Classic, the Bible says, where there is no vision, no redemptive revelation of God, the people perish. But he who keeps the law of God, which includes that of man, blessed, happy, fortunate, and enviable is he. Why are these two things together? For a very simple reason. A picture of the end allows you to endure whatever is in the middle. I do DIY a lot. And so when I open a box of pieces of wood, nuts, bolts that look nothing like what I ordered from the catalog, on top of it, there is a manual on the front. The last scripture was Proverbs 29, verse 18. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Okay, let me put it in here. Okay, so this is the deal. 
I, I'm putting stuff together, all of a sudden I'm presented with a manual. The manual on the front of the manual is a picture of the completed piece of furniture. As I go through the manual, that picture gives me confidence that although it may not look anything like I am doing, that what I'm doing has looks nothing like that piece of furniture, that's the journey I'm on. And that's why I stick to it to the end, okay? So keep this in mind. How do you go through a difficult time? You remember the reason that you are here. You realize that God has not left you and he is faithful. You realize that the dreams, hopes, and aspirations that God has given you, he's still going to finish because the Bible says so. He says, the vision, it will not lie. It will come to pass. Wait for it or work with it, okay? That's Habakkuk chapter two, reading from verses one to four. So Habakkuk two, one to four, that wraps up that. How do you get through a difficult time? Keep your eyes on the prize. Write it down somewhere, put it in front of you, and then we go from there. Okay. All right. Let me go to let me go to the next point because I'm going to. There are a couple of things I want to talk about um, really quickly. Now, looking at. <laughs> okay, let's talk about hope. Keeping hope alive. God keeps hope alive by giving you a glimpse of things that are real in the invisible world. And so let me say this carefully. Please keep this in mind, especially when you're going through a difficult time. The spiritual governs the physical. That means if it is real in the spiritual where God will show you, stick with it, okay? Does this apply to a prophecy given to you? Yes, it does. And I will explain that. Great question. I will answer that question as I get to the, the end of my time. That's a great question. This is what God will show you. So is it real? It is real in the spiritual. And the, one of the most famous scriptures for that, and this is what, notice what God says to Joshua. He says, listen, I am not only I have given you. Verse three, uh, Joshua one, verse three, and I'll take my time. The Bible says, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, past tense, as I said unto Moses. And so what you must realize, he presents to Joshua that this particular, this particular thing is real already before you start. That means when God tells you something, it's real. You will walk the journey, but the outcome is set. What was the last scripture? The last scripture was Proverbs 29, verse 18, Habakkuk chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. Okay? Now, how? Wh which scripture would I use to demonstrate what God shows us in Joshua verses 1, 3, 4, and, and 5? Hebrews 11 verse 1. Probably the most famous, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Okay. The Bible says, I'll read it from the Amplified Classic. Now, faith is the assurance 
the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. In the older King James, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When God presents you something in his word, when God presents you something in his word. Okay, I will come to that. Somebody just asked me a lovely question. And I will answer it. That I'll answer it. When God presents you something in his word and he says, this is real. It is real where God is. That means, ladies and gentlemen, it's only a matter of time before it becomes real where you are. So God says to Joshua, I have given you. And so let me say this to you. And this is why one of the things that I found out about resilience is this. You have to believe that the Bible is true. When God sends a word to you as once, if, if it's a prophecy and you can confirm that it was accurate and, you know, you confirm two or three people who um, are respect. The Bible says, let one person prophesy and let two or three judge once you have, and you have peace in your heart and the prophecy is solid, you can hold on to that prophecy. Bringing it to pass is God's responsibility. Now, this is also key. Please keep this in mind. When God tells you something and it's invisible, you have to believe the Bible is true. That means when you read the Bible and it gives you a promise, you have to believe that that is true. And then you are on a journey to working it out into reality. That's what I picked up because God said to Joshua, I've given it to you. And so please remember this. And this is something that I wanted to say later, but let me say, yeah. So this is something I want you to realize. When God says it is done, it will be. Keep going. Even if the circumstances are screaming the opposite, keep going. And I, the reason I'm not answering that directly is we're coming to that one. And that's one of the big parts. So I'm, I'm really going to get down there. So we're at verse three and four. Okay, that was the first thing, I, the third, well, third or fourth thing I noticed. Now, I also want you to notice in verse three, this is something I noticed, is this. Before God sends you anywhere, he has gone before you. Notice what he said to Joshua. He said, where I'm sending you, I've already made sure you will be successful. So ladies and gentlemen, please keep this in mind. That when you are walking with God, um, let me put this into the chat for everybody, just so that I've got everybody, because the scriptures are coming quite fast. So 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, for we walk, that is keep making progress by faith, not by sight. What you believe is critical, okay? What you believe is critical. Keep that in mind. 
not what is around you is not the final authority. And we're coming to that in a minute. We're coming to that. Okay. All right. And by the way, I've got two questions and I'm going to, I'm going to make sure we do questions tonight. So I will literally cut short what I want to say. Um, first. Okay. Let me, let me say this. Uh, there's something that I can say quite quickly. Verse four. One thing has struck me and, and it's this. And let me just make sure. Yes. One thing has struck me. And it's this. Your purpose has a location. Listen to what God says to Joshua. He said to Joshua, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, and all the land of the Hittites, unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Now, coast means boundary. That means everybody has a place where you will thrive. You, you'll find it in many places. It's where we get some really great stories. One scripture says exactly that. Um, First Chronicles 4, 9 and 10. We've spoken about it before. And this is what I want you to realize. You have a place God needs you to be. Jabez was honorable above his brothers, but his mother named him Jabez Sorrowmaker, saying, because I bore him in pain. Jabez cried to the God of Israel. This is 1 Chronicles 4, verse 9 to 10. Jabez cried to the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border. In the old King James, it says coast. And that your hand might be with me and you will keep me from evil so it might not hurt me hurt me and God granted him his request. Ladies and gentlemen, please hear me well. There is a place where your purpose or assignment needs you to be. And I pray sincerely that by the end of this season, you will be exactly there. You may not have gone there by choice, but you'll be exactly where you're meant to be. The Lord said to Joshua, this is where I need you to operate, okay? This is where I need you to operate. All right, so let me go forward. And then let's go to verse five. I am, no, no, I'll, if we don't, let's go to verse five. This is what the Lord says to Joshua. And I will read it maybe in two or three versions. Verse five, and this is what I found out. The Bible says, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Then please take notice of something. In the King James Version, it's, there's a semicolon, meaning what comes next explains what has gone before. And the Bible says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Now let's settle something. God says to Joshua, the reason you will be successful is because I am with you. Now, the beautiful thing is, this is what Pastor Agles spoke about on Sunday, about the presence of God. The difference, and this made me walk around my study shouting. 
Let me say this loud. The reason you will be successful in anything that God is asking you to do is because of him, not because of you. You will do your part. I agree. But God says to Joshua, the outcome is in my hand. Now, remember what I'm saying. The reason success comes, he said, listen, I am with you. Therefore, whatever your hands touch will prosper. Why? I am with you. Now, I'm going to take you back a little bit. I'm not going to go to the scriptures, but you'll find them because we've gone through them. In the story of Joseph, notice, Joseph was successful in Potiphar's house, in the prison, and as prime minister because God was with him and God made everything he did to prosper. This blew me apart. This, this really, this, this scripture blew me apart. And I, why am I saying it? Because let's settle something. God is with you. And if God is with you, he is not freaked out. The Bible says, Luke 1, 37. Now put that in for everybody. Uh, this is just a, I could have pulled up so many references. But this one says it all. The Bible says, for with God, hear me well. <laughs> Nothing is impossible. Now, this is where I wanted to pause. Now, when I was studying it, I wrote down in my notes, and I'm just going to read from my notes. So it's, it's, it's just, this is how the thoughts came to me. And this is how the Holy Ghost broke it down. The faithfulness of God is what is key. Then I put a hyphen. But also his omni qualities. Now, let me say this carefully. Let's think about the God who said, I am with you. There are three things I want you to remember. God is, and I'm writing them in the chat. God is omnipotent. Omnipotent means all powerful. Now, when we say all powerful, that means there is nothing that God wants to achieve that he cannot do. That means you are not facing a challenge that God cannot handle. It's not the case. Now, this is what blew me apart. This is what really made me excited because that means if God is with me, even if I am facing an impossible situation, my focus is him, not the situation. So, okay, Holy Ghost, I've got that. So, okay, let me explain sometimes what happens. Sometimes I'll be speaking and the Holy Ghost will say, use this scripture. So that just happened. I'm going to read from the Bible and I'm, I'm going to drive this home because I, I sense that some people are facing an absolute are facing a nightmare and I, and I hear, I understand that. Um, put that in. I understand that, but I'm going to read from the Bible and I'm going to, um, I'm going to read from the Bible and I'm going to read something to you. Remember the focus when you're going through a difficult time is God, because God says whatsoever you face, I can handle. I sent you, you are my responsibility. So I'm going to read to you Habakkuk chapter three, and I'm going to read from verse 17 to 19, and I'm going to read it from the 
Amplified Classic. So I'll put it in the chat, Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. The Bible explains itself. And this is what I want you to read. So notice, this is what happened to me in my study time. So I'm literally just pouring it out raw on you. The Bible says this, though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vines, though the product of the olive fails and yields no food, though the flock, <laughs> though the flock is cut off from the fold and there are no cattle in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exalt in the victorious God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, my personal bravery and my invincible army. He makes my feet like hinds feet and will make me to walk. Notice, make, that means he's going to make it happen. Not to stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places of trouble, suffering, or responsibility. Ladies and gentlemen, the difference in a difficult situation is that the question you need to ask, is God with me? And the question is very simple. The Lord says very simply, because of the blood of Jesus, you are now near with God. You are with him. You are near him. And what that means is don't be afraid. And you say, oh, but pastor, how can I not be afraid when things are going crazy? Hear me well. The God you serve is able. When I read this, remember, Joshua is now facing a task that even if he's even the best trained person, he is facing a task that is a challenge. It's difficult. This is a tough crowd. And this is the crowd that has knocked over Moses. And now he's responsible. That you want me to finish? That is impossible. The on your best day, that will scare the life out of you. Hear me well. God said it will be successful because I am with you. All right? I am with you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm watching the time and I'm good. I really, I will give, I will definitely take questions. Let's keep going. Now, <laughs> let's keep going. Right. Now the Bible said, let's go to verse six. Um, so let's go to verse six. There is so much. This is preacher's material, so we can have fun. But let's go to verse six. And I'm going to read from the old King James. The Bible says the following. Be strong. <laughs> the Bible says, be strong and of a good courage. Old English. For unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Pause for a moment. The Lord makes two statements. He says to Joshua, right, now that we have defined the task, let's work out how you make it happen. The first thing he says is this, be strong, number one, and of a good courage. Now, when the Bible was translated from Hebrew to English, Hebrew and English are very different languages. Where we have 
one word in English and it will mean one or maybe two things. In Hebrew, as with Latin and Arabic, but I can't speak for Arabic, and but I can speak for Hebrew and Latin. They may have one, and Greek, one word which will have five or six meanings. So when the word of God's were translated and it translates into English to be strong and of a good courage, that's great. But now let's look at where those words comes from, came from. And this is how I study. So I'm, I'm using something called Esau and I'm looking at the Strong's reference. The word be strong comes from a Hebrew word and it means to fasten or seize. And what it means is literally, you've got to grab your opportunity and they're not going to give it to you without a fight. The Bible says, the, <laughs> be strong means to grab and don't let go. To fasten onto something, if you think about it, it means to stick to it even more than glue. You grab something and that I'm going to hold on for dear life. That's what it means to be strong. And then the Bible says of a good courage and good courage. It means to be alert. That's physically or mentally. That means you've got to be sharp. Things will be happening really quickly and you've got to be able to literally respond. Now, listen carefully. Let me say this about where I got, what, why that spoke to me. What that did was this. They are, even though it is promised to you, you may still have to fight for it. And that means in this particular season, the last thing you can do is lose courage. You have to be it's yours. You are going to have to hold on. Now, let me let me put this in context and, and I'll give you an example. A few years ago, um, we were. Oh, can I give you a more recent example? I can. Um, a few years ago, we were going. No, I'll use this one. A few years ago, we were going through a very difficult period financially. And I'll use that example. Actually, no, I won't. Someone really close to me. Um, who had been in the youth group for pretty much all her life um, as from about 17. And she was going through a really difficult time and she hit crunch time regarding her immigration. Hear me well. She phoned me and she said, this is what I need. I need this amount for the lawyer, but it's make or break. The money wasn't the problem. The issue was we needed God to perform a miracle. Otherwise, this kid was going home to nothing. I prayed and then I began to pray like a maniac. This is what I mean by hold on. The phrase I use is pray from your backbone. Everything within me. I prayed, I confessed, and I let loose. And then there are times when you're praying for something and you feel it so badly. I started crying that God, this has to shift. This has to shift. God is so kind. The next day or the when her, she went for a court date, they said, oh, we can't take your case today. We're going to postpone it for two weeks. 
So she came back in two weeks, got in front of the judge, they laid out the case and the judge put the papers together from what she tells me, sat, looked up her and said, listen, if you had come three days later, three days before this one, I would have sent you home. He said, but in the last seven days, a case has been entered, which gives me the freedom to allow you to stay. That is what it means to fasten. You hold on with everything you've got. You don't let go. And all you hold on to is God. It's going to take a fight for what you want. So ladies and gentlemen, please understand me. It is going to take a fight, but you are going to win. But fight, you have to. The Bible says, God says to Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. Now, that means fasten and be quick thinking. Hang in there. Hold on to God's word. And then he says, I'll do this for you. Now, if God says something once, that's great. But then in verse 7 verse and verse 9, God says exactly the same thing. That means that particular thing is critical. That it's yours, but you're going to have to fight for it. Be strong and of a good courage. Be, be thou strong and very courageous. Now, let's go to verse, oh, I'm, I want to get to verse eight today. It is quarter two. We'll get there. We'll get there. Actually, my, my goal is to get to verse 10. If we can get to verse 10, I'm happy. So let's go to verse seven. <clears throat> I hope somebody is encouraged so far. Let's get to verse seven. The Bible says the following, only be thou strong and very courageous. Now, this part, notice the strength is not external. The strength we are talking is internal. Now, this is key, but I'll come to that. So let's look at verse seven. The Bible says, only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Now, pause for a moment. I promise to teach you some of the ways I read the Bible and some of the way the Holy Ghost helps me read the Bible. This is what he does. In verse seven, the only word that caught my attention was very. And I'm, I'm thinking, well, and then I said, oh God, how many times has very shown up in the Bible? So I hit the concordance and I realized the first time the word very shows up is in Genesis 1 verse 31, where God throughout creation, he's been saying light, it's good. Earth, sun, moon, stars, everything good. He says everything is good. But when he gets to verse 31, he uses a word that has never been used before. And he says, it is very good. Now, God says to Joshua, be thou strong. We know that, literally, we've seen that just a moment ago. And he says, be very courageous. What does very mean? That's what caught my attention. And this is the part that 
I love the Holy Ghost. Very main, the broken word is, the word is vehemence or force, holy or speedily. Keep this in mind. You can't do it in your own strength. The Bible says, be very courageous, meaning God will help you get to his level so that you can get his results. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Uh, I'm smiling because I've got to give you an example. First Kings 18, reading from verse 46. Let me pull it up. First Kings, because... Let me pull up verse 46. And the Bible says the following. The hand of the Lord was on Elijah. He girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel, nearly 20 miles. There's a place where God realizes you can't do this yourself. So I will make it happen on your behalf. So when the Bible says, only be thou strong and very courageous, he's saying, what is about to happen next is has to be from me. First Kings 18, four, six. Okay. First Kings 18, verse 46. I'll write it in. Don't worry. I'll write it in. I've started smiling. It's this Sorry, I'm having fun. First Kings 18 verse 46. Let me explain. There's a place where God realizes that what I'm about to ask you is impossible on your own. Therefore, I will send you help. That's what it means to be very courageous. Very courageous is where God makes something happen. It means where God stirs it. And this is where, if you think about it, notice, this is how God does it when he caused the Holy Ghost to come upon you. Acts chapter one, verse eight, really from the amplified version. Let me write that down and then I can move forward. I'm actually, now I'm, I'm actually happier. Acts chapter one, verse eight. Let me read it in the amplified version of the Bible. Um, Acts one, eight. The Bible says, but you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. Listen very carefully. When the Bible says be very courageous, it means God will send you help. That means although what you are about to confront is an absolute nightmare, God says, I'll help you. And so please, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to be reassured. God has sent you help. What he's asking you to do next, he will help you. God has sent you help. Okay? And then the Bible says, and the beautiful thing he says, that the reason that that help will come is because you'll hold on to my commandments and you will not turn from them to the right or to the left. Now, this is what the Holy Spirit makes happen in our lives. John chapter 14, verse 26 says that the Holy Spirit, one of the things he will do is bring everything that Jesus said back to your memory so he will help you remember the things john 14 26 the things that god has said to you god has sent you 
help. So when you read the Bible over the next week, the Holy Ghost will help you. The person, of, the person who wrote it will help you. Okay, so let me pause. Now we come to the famous verse. And I'm going to read it. Um, I'm going to read it rather than quote it. This is one of my favorite verses. Uh, no, I think this is, this is top three. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you shall, thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I'm going to try and explain this in five minutes. This verse is preacher's material, but let's see what we can say in five minutes. The first thing is the Bible says this. Whenever you're going through a situation, where does resilience come from? When you take the word of God that is specific to what you are going through and you process it. The word in the Bible there is meditate. It means you process you process the word, how? You say it to yourself, you meditate. That means you imagine, you remember, you perceive, you mutter, you think, you dream it, you see yourself in it. That's what it means. And then you are in that place where you're thinking about the word, even if you're just repeating it to yourself, this is what meditation does. The word is mutter, to say it to yourself over and over again, to muse over. You know where the Bible says that the Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the waters. That's what it means. It means stick with it. Just sit there and it's like, Holy Ghost, I'm not going until you tell me what I need to know. Or you get a list of scriptures, whatever you are going through, find two or three or four scriptures that promise the outcome you are expecting. The Bible then says that the results will be that you will be able, you will get a picture that will govern your actions, that will change your world. Now, this is what touched me. So I, I, I want to say this. I, I could break this down in two ways, but I want to say two, two things. The first one is this. Keep this in mind. When the Bible says meditate, the Bible says that means your victory is internal, not external. That means meditate is internal. Meditate means to think about. Meditate means to internalize. Now think about it. How did you well, how do you internalize something where so that you can recall it by heart, as we say? You say it, you close the book, you memorize. Is how we used to cram for exams, but you learn it. So all of a sudden you're saying it and you don't realize this is what it means. Internalize. That means God needs you to internalize his word. Then the process kicks in. And this is what touched me. And what touched me was this. The Bible says when you do that, it says, for then you shall make thy way prosperous. Now, this caught my, this caught my mind, caught my attention. 
the word used for you shall make it's the hebrew word with a reference 6743 in strongs that's just to demonstrate it's clearer that way and the word prosperous are the same word so the bible again limitations of english the bible says for then you shall make and the word used is prosperous to literally to create to achieve to hit a goal but the bible translates as you shall make thy way and it's very interesting it said you shall make it didn't make sense why why would um why would you why would the bible use the same word twice this is what it means when you spend time in the word of god you become what the word of god says internally and then through your words your thoughts and your actions you make that reality happen on your outside so what god is trying to get you to do ladies and gentlemen in a difficult season is to internalize the fact that you are what the bible says you are then that fact will make your circumstances line up with the reality on your heart it's as when that hit me i thought no but it's true what is god trying to do he said in a crisis get the word on your inside and prosperity will not be something that happens somewhere it will be something that happens when you arrive because you are a prosperous person and prosperity will show up and what does god want you to do he wants you to become healed on the inside and on the outside your words your thoughts and your actions will make that healing a reality this is key this is really key it becomes real on your inside and then when you speak pray and hope it ends up on your outside ladies and gentlemen we run out of time ah ah okay 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 couple of things um that i will i i will say there was one question that i wanted to mention and this is where we'll close what about the fact of a present reality that means you don't have an income coming in how do you keep focused on god two things number one the reason it's so important that god wants you to put the word in is hebrews 4:12 the word of god frees you to do what god wants and so sometimes let's say when you're going through a difficult time and there's no income coming in most of us will say i'm not going to ask anybody um i don't want to be a burden everybody's got problems that's pride it's inverted pride it's just that i don't want to reach out to anybody why i don't want to be insulted but there are options so don't be afraid to ask for help second how do you stay focused 
on the word of God, you literally say it, speak it over yourself. Now that means, it, let's say something like you don't have any food to eat. The blessing of who we are, ladies and gentlemen, is don't be afraid to ask for help. You would be amazed at what can happen. And so if, if now that in all sincerity, it's very important. This, this is a private question. I won't say who it is, but now I know we will make something happen. But don't suffer in silence. Stay alive. Stay with it. So please. Second thing is say it. Walk it. Talk it. Pray it. Don't be proud. Stick with it until your miracle comes. So if you have to get public assistance to get through it, don't be afraid. It doesn't negate what you have believed. Asking for help doesn't stop God from blessing you. It's not the case. It's not. And God has prepared someone near you to provide you a miracle. Keep that in mind. So what do you do? You keep focused on God. And then this is one scripture. I'll put it, I will put it into the chat. As I am two minutes over, I'll put it into the chat because I really wanted to answer that person, please. Um, Psalm 119, verse 49. Remember, it's the word of God that's true. And when you believe the word of God, you can change your circumstances by what you say, what you think, and what you do okay all right um we'll continue next week i'm just gonna cut it there we're gonna continue next week and so what is the title of tonight's bible study it we'll just call it resilience is that okay let's just call it resilience and we will stay in joshua one if we get through joshua one next week we'll skip to a few other places but we are at verse eight um one last thing, it's one of our really faithful members, Amanda, it's her birthday today. So happy birthday, Amanda, we really love you. We wish you the very, very, very best. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> we've run out of time. I'll see you next week. If you have any more questions, please, please, please email them to the communications team. You can grab this on the podcast. God bless you, ladies and gentlemen, and I'll see you next week.